Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and good night. There, I covered all the bases. Now let's get going with the Harland Highway podcast. I'm Harland Williams. No matter what time of day or night it is, I welcome you. Uh, Quite the show today, ladies and gentlemen. A crazy news story about a vicious animal attack. Ooh, wait till you hear... Wait till you hear how this went down. Yikes, scare-a-rama. Also, I got, a, I got a fun tip for you guys. I think it's something you'll really, really like. It might be something you've already done, but then again, it might be something that a lot of you haven't tried or even heard of. But uh, it's something I've done a number of times, and I thought, boy, I should share this with the pavement pounders because, uh, you know, the end result of said tip is quite pleasing. So I'm going to lay my tip on you, and hopefully uh, you'll like it. You'll benefit from it. Also, a, uh, a wonderful uh, phone call from a pavement pounder today who just was all about positive energy, good vibes, being good, being happy, being positive. So uh, we'll play that phone call for you a little later in the show, and uh, we're going to have some fun here today. Why? Because we always do, man. Uh, Hello, this is the Harland Highway. Sit down, strap in, and tighten your diaper. Come here, baby. You're about to go down the Harland Highway. No! No! I didn't bargain for this. Oh, yes, you did. Chicka, chicka, chow, chicka, chicka, chow, man, baby. And the creature from outer space. Please don't stop. I got a mean and ugly face. Magnificent performance. This is the Harland Highway. I hate you. Well, that's the way it goes. <laughs> what do you say we get down to business? Okay. Do you wanna? Do you wanna? Do you wanna tip? Do you want? Do you want a friendly little tip? Do you wanna? Do you want a helpful, wonderful tip? How about a wonderful, helpful tip from me? Um, here's a tip. Take it or leave it. But uh, you know, as you know, I just came back from uh, my journey down the Amazon. Uh, I went on a. a, a wonderful uh, safari trip down into the into the Amazon and saw so many wonderful critters um, fish amphibians insects reptiles mammals fish dolphins which are mammals there's a uh, there's a peculiar species of dolphin that lives in the uh, freshwater of the Amazon it's called a pink dolphin they're exclusive to the Amazon, and they've got a pink pigment to their skin, and they have a an unusual long bony face, so they don't look quite uh, quite the same as traditional dolphins. Um, but but uh, you know that was just one of the many things that I saw down in in the Amazon, and so you know I bought this really nice camera with the really long zoom lens because I knew I was gonna you know when you go to the Amazon there's nature everywhere so I was just like you know if I'm gonna do this let's do it right so I got like the really long zoom lens and I got you know the digital camera 
And I was just like, click, 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 click. I was taking pictures left, right, and center. You know, and, and nowadays, you can almost put your, your digital camera on auto, and you're taking pictures like, like a Nat Geo photographer just about. You know, it's pretty cool. So I come home with, like, you know, tons of incredible images from the Amazon. And it's like, well, you know, when am I ever going to look at these? Just, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open my computer and filter through a look for the file and flip through it. Just be like, okay, I guess, you know, I guess I've seen them. I guess, you know, I guess, you know, I was there. I can see the pictures, you know, okay. I guess I'll look at them again in a few months, you know. So that's the difference between hard copy and digital photos is that, you know, in the old days, you could put a photo album together and, you know, present it to people and show it to them or, or people would get slides made and they'd prepare a slideshow. Uh, but outside of that, your, your digital photos just kind of sit in digital world, right? So uh, my tip, my hot tip for you is I don't know if you have Apple and uh, it doesn't have to be Apple. There's other there's other apps. There's other uh, websites that provide this. But you can make a picture book. On Apple, it's quite easy. You just you just go into your photos. You go into the photo uh, link or app on your on your uh, desktop, and you go up in the file, and it asks you if you want to make a book, and you click yes, and and the all these templates come up. So you just you just decide the size of your book, the circumference. You decide what kind of paper, what kind of cover. It's just click, 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 and then the next thing you know, you're all you do is you you format your pages. You could have a page with three photos, or you could have a page with just one, or you could have a full panorama that that goes across the whole like both sides of a page. It's really cool what you can do. And, uh, and then you just click away and you can decide if you want to add pages, if you want a 20 page, uh, photo book, or you want a, uh, 50 page photo book. It's really awesome. So now what, what you do is you go through all your photos from said event, whether it's a wedding or whether it's a trip down the Amazon or it's a, it's a family reunion, whatever it is. It could be just hanging out with the buds at the barbecue, bro. Um, but now you've got a format, you've got a place to, to kind of look through your pictures, which is a lot of fun. And you kind of pick the ones that you like the best. You pick the ones that are winners or the ones that you think are a bit funny or have a cool angle or look kind of artsy fartsy or, or whatever, you know, maybe you caught a shot of a, a, a hawk flying down and attacking a squirrel, you know, maybe you have something really cool. I don't know, but uh, what happens is you, you start to dragging and dropping all these pictures into your template for your digital book, and it's really cool because you kind of feel like a bookmaker all of a sudden. You're all, you're all of a sudden, you're placing stuff, and then you can write text in there, and you can, you can edit the pictures. You can crop them. You can move them around. You can put filters on them. You can brighten them. You can, you know... There's all kinds of cool digital things you can do to this book. And basically, you get to pick and choose where you want to drop your pictures and what kind of story you want to tell. And then, boom, once you're done, once you finish placing everything, you just 
click another button that says buy the book. And you basically tell them how many copies you want. And you've already predetermined the size. You can get little tiny ones. You can get big like coffee table size. The bigger you go, obviously, the more it costs. But what are your memories worth, right? So uh, so I just finished putting together my Amazon book. And, you know, it's going to be like 45 bucks a copy. But I'm only going to print up like, you know, two or three, maybe four copies. You know, one for me, one for my buddy that I went on the trip with. And maybe I'll send one to my family or who knows. But I'll just, you know, now I have a book I can leave out and I can thumb through. And if friends ask me about the trip, I can hand them the book instead of saying, why don't we huddle around my computer and, you know, I'll just flip through and you can look at the pictures for three seconds. And, you know, so having a a tangible physical object is kind of cool. And you have that book and you can look through it and uh, show your friends and talk about it and They can read the text, and they can ask questions, and they can spend as much time on a a picture. Oh, my God. Is this you in a canoe, Harland? Oh, my God. Tell me about this. And what's this thing in the water? Is that a a water lily? Oh, tell me about the water lily, Harland. You know, so it's it's just, I think it's a cool thing. And uh, it's a few extra bucks, but, you know, back in the day, you know, you used to go have to go to a, a camera store and get your film developed, and that was like 20, 30, 40 bucks. So now you just take this and you, you create your own digital book. You hit buy the book. They mail it to you like four days later, and it's a beautiful book. It's got all your glossy pictures, and it's all laid out professionally and formatted, and, and you designed it. You did it. And now you have this this book that just sits out and and you can uh, you can access it and your friends can access it. So there you go. It's a cool little thing. I've done it a few times and I'm gonna continue to do it. And uh, you know, it's a great way to uh, encapsulate and chronicle your journey and tell your own story. So there's my little tip, hot tip. The uh, the iPhoto book, or I know that if you go, uh, you know, onto Google and just type in, you know, digital f- homemade photo books or whatever, there's a bunch of sites that offer the same thing. Maybe maybe a little cheaper. Apple's always a bit high end, but you might save a few bucks here and there. But the good thing about Apple, though, you know, it's high end, but you usually get a great product back from them. Like I gotta say the. The books that I've had come back, just they look top-notch. And that's something you can usually kind of count on with Apple. So just food for thought. Um, so there you go. Just a, a little tip for you. Next time you have a big a photo shoot or a, a, a photo event or something you want to uh, you know, capture in time, think about it. Digital photo book. Hot tip from Harland. Say cheese. The Harland Highway. Crazy news story. That's weird. Wow. That's strange stuff. I think you're crazy. Oh boy, here we go. I don't know if it gets any crazier than this, but uh, here's here's the headline. A little uh, a little e. 
Uh, a rabid raccoon bit into this vegetarian's thumb, so she drowned it in a nearby puddle. What the hey who? You kidding? A little raccoon? It bites you and you drown it? You meat-hating, coleslaw-eating freak? Here's the story. I'm almost afraid to read it. Rachel Borch, Borch, which already sounds like a bowl of Russian soup, rich with meat and cabbage. Yes, bring me some more Borch. You know what? Forget that. Bring me, bring me an extra large bowl of Rachel Borch with lots of extra meat, please. It's very cold outside. I need some Rachel Borch to get me through the day. Uh, 21-year-old in Hope, Maine. Well, there's the word hope right out of the gate. I don't know how much hope this raccoon had. She went for a run in the woods near her home on June 3rd. She came back barefoot, bleeding and screaming after drowning a rabid raccoon who sunk its teeth into her hand. Well, you know, right out of the gate, you know, went for a run in the woods. That's not her home. That belongs to the critters. Borch shared her harrowing story in great detail with the newspaper. Laden with grisly elements and incredible quotes from Borch. She said, I've never killed an animal with my bare hands. I'm a vegetarian. It was self-defense. Okay. Borch left for the run that morning along a familiar overgrown trail near her house, but not before her brother warned her about a raccoon he'd seen oddly sulking in their yard. What does that mean? Uh, Mom, Dad, could you come here? Look out the window. Um, there's a uh, raccoon um, oddly sulking in the yard. Um... I don't know, is that normal for a raccoon to oddly sulk? Or Sure enough, shortly into a run on the wooded path, Borch and the beast met eyes. Oh, wow. Nothing like the, the uh, seductive, sultry, sulking eyes of a raccoon, right? She recalled to the newspaper a ferocious-looking raccoon. Well, what was it? Was it oddly sulking or ferocious? Those are two different things. Who charged at her with teeth bared. Within seconds, it stood at her feet. Borch ripped out her earbuds and dropped her phone, which fell into a nearby puddle. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I think I see where this is going. How much do we love our phones, ladies and gentlemen? I think we love them more than anything else on the planet. It's almost like this. This is like mother grizzly bear and cub syndrome. You don't get between a mother grizz and her cubs. You do. You're pretty much dead. Mother will attack you if you get between her and her cubs. It's the same with our cell phones. Same syndrome. If you get between any of us humans and our cell phone, you might as well call a funeral parlor and start making arrangements. You don't do it. We love our phones too much. And if you cause someone's phone to drop in a puddle, 
Oh, you, you're just signing your own death warrant. Here, Borsch goes on to say, imagine the Tasmanian devil, she told the Daily News. Well, first of all, Tasmanian devils are real. They live in Tasmania, and they're little tiny things. They're like, they're like a quarter of the size of a raccoon. So I don't know uh, why she's comparing. Imagine a baby titmouse. She couldn't avoid the raccoon, she told the newspaper. The trail was too narrow. Yeah, it's hard to go around a whole forest. God forbid I step off the trail and go around in the never-ending forest that covers planet Earth. So she succumbed to the reality that she would be bitten. (laughs) Oh, God. Well, I can't get off the trail, so... I guess I'm going to be bitten. Oh, boy. The best place she reasoned would be her hand. It would leave her relatively mobile and provide her best chance at defense. Borsch extended her hands towards the animal. What do you want? What? What? Let's see. There's a, there's an animal coming at me with its fangs out. I have two choices here. I can turn and run. And as a human, I'm probably a faster runner than a raccoon. Or I can reach my hand out as if I'm going to shake its paw. Come on, shake a paw, buddy. Shake a paw. (laughs) Crunch. The raccoon sunk its teeth into her thumb. Borsch screamed. The raccoon clawed her arms wildly, its jaw pressed tight. Borsch panicked. Then she remembered her phone that sank into the puddle. Yeah, because when I'm in the middle of an animal attack, I'm thinking about where my phone is. Help, bear, grizzly bear, help. I should probably text Diana and ask her what she's doing tonight. Help, grizzly attack. I wonder, you know what? I think I'll Facebook um, David and show him my new shoes on my phone. Well, this bear eats my throat. Dragging the still-biting animal on her knees towards the water. How'd she get on her knees? Raccoons weigh like less than a house cat. How how big was this raccoon? Are you sure this wasn't a full-blown black bear? Borsch pushed its head down into the muck until its arms sort of fell to the side, its chest still heaving really slowly. Hysterically, she bolted home. Her mother drove her to a medical center. Her dad and her brother retrieved the dead raccoon. Lest another animal become infected by it. Wait, now the the raccoon's infected? Oh, here we go. The raccoon later tested positive for rabies, and Borsch is is receiving the appropriate shots for treatment. Ooh. Well, see, maybe that should have been in the in the opening headline, you know? Because I think we we're all led to believe that she just, you know, offed a raccoon. You might want to put, well, you know what? It is in the headlines. I'm an idiot. I read it. A rabid raccoon bit into this veg- vegetarian's thumb, so she drowned it nearby. Okay. I was kind of mocking Rachel Borch, I was making fun of Rachel Borch, but now 
I must hold Rachel Borch up high. She is a hero. She is a hero of the forest. She saved everyone from getting the rabies. I mean, this is a hero. This this woman, this the the service she did for for mankind. But in all seriousness, rabies is not a laughing matter. So you know, I do gotta kind of reverse my sarcastic abuse of Rachel Borsch. But I still stand by my my grizzly bear theory. We do love our phones too much, and. And I do believe that that had something to do with it. It's like, oh, you son of a bitch, you made me drop my phone in the water. Oh, you're going to pay. Oh, yeah, you're going to pay. You know what you're going to pay with? You're going to pay with your life. Mm-hmm. I'm going to drown your fat furry face right in this mud puddle. And then, just to besmirch your name to the good people of the community and the other forest critters, oh, yeah, I'm going to tell them you got the rabies. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to spread the word that you got the rabies, boy. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna drown you slowly so your arms go soft at your side, your your chest still heaving. And then you better pray that my goddamn phone still works, player. Because if you don't, I'm gonna come back in the forest tomorrow. I'm gonna throw some cheese and some fucking sardines around. I'm gonna lure your family out, and guess what? That's right. I'm gonna drown your motherfucking family in this puddle too. I'm gonna take your your husband. Gonna drown him first. I'm gonna make the kids watch all the little cubs, the little raccoon cub. Oh yeah. Then I'm gonna drown each and one of your each and every one of your cubs. Well, I'm on the phone ordering food from Postmates. I might even drown one of your little cub kittens. Well, I'm on Tinder looking for looking for some hot cock. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. So there you go. The yin and the yang, and uh, just another crazy news story here on the Harland Highway. Watch out where you jog. Hello? Hello? Hey, Harlan. It's uh, David from Texas. I remember a few weeks ago we were talking about, or you were talking about on your show, uh, Donut Talk. So, uh, one Saturday, I stopped by my donut place by the house. Uh, I was going to get donuts for me and my daughter. And I saw a little boy, about seven or eight, working the register, grabbing all the donuts and stuff. And I thought of your podcast. Um, just really wanted to share with you that uh, I gave a little extra tip to the little boy, a couple bucks. Uh, he seemed like he was up early. It's a family-owned place, so it seemed like he was working for his father or something. Just working on a Saturday, so I had to give him props for being up early. Just wanted to share that with you. Just maybe your listeners would like to hear something positive. Uh, anyways, uh, Chicken Chow Main, have a good day. Yes, 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 David. We love to hear things positive. Oh, my God. We love it, we love it, we love it, especially in this world where it seems everything can be so negative sometimes. Isn't that nice that something as innocent as a little child working at a donut shop, their parents defying child labor laws? And, no, I'm just kidding. But it is, it is beautiful when you see something that's just sweet and innocent and it makes you happy. And then you add to the happiness by by giving the little kid a little extra tip. 
I'm sure that lit him up, made you feel good. I bet your daughter, if she was there, was amused by it. And uh, it's like I've kind of said, sometimes it's just the little simple things that you might not think about that actually uh, are really cool and fun and, and uh, you know, make you feel good. On that note, I always encourage, you know, tipping, giving a nice tip when you're, when you're, you know, at a place where you know the people maybe aren't making a ton of money. Like you're not at, you're not at Morton's Steakhouse or the Waldorf eating pheasant under glass, but if you're at a donut shop or somewhere where, you know, you can probably figure that the uh, the uh, the people working there aren't driving around in a uh, Lamborghini, and uh, you can really make someone's day. I was uh, I've talked about this before. Whenever I go to the Waffle House, whenever I'm like down south or wherever I may see a Waffle House, and I I like the Waffle House. I like me a nice waffle. I do. Not a lot of places have waffles, but the Waffle House has waffles. And so I was in the Waffle House just recently, a couple of weeks ago, and I walked in and I was like the only one there. And I moseyed up to the counter because I, I love it that there's a counter. I like eating at a counter. Makes me feel like a truck driver. And uh, I just like the space. I like I like the ambiance of a counter. I like it that you you got that little swiveling chair and you're you're usually high. Your feet are dangling or your feet are on the on the uh, bottom of the stool and you kind of got your elbows off the table, but you got that big counter space and all the little trinkets are in front of you, the menu, the, the napkins, the ketchup, the salt, the pepper. And you can kind of keep your eye on what the staff are doing. Sometimes you can even see back into the kitchen. Oh, I, li- I like me a counter. It, I don't know, something, something, the mystique of a counter works for me. I like it. Um, like if I go to Denny's and stuff like that, I'll just go right to the counter. And you don't have to wait for the counter. There's none of this, how many? Table for four? Okay, it's going to be 12 minutes. Uh, no, I'm just going to go right to the counter. Go ahead, sir. Go right to the counter. No waiting. The only thing that sucks about the counter is if, if it's busy and you got people on each side of you. But for the most part, counters are never all that busy. So you usually have a lot of room to spread out. And, you know, you're in direct contact that the waiter or the waitress is right behind it. So you're kind of seeing them going back and forth. They don't disappear. So it's kind of fun. But anyways, I'm at the Waffle House and I I had like, you know, Waffle House is cheap. I don't go there because it's cheap. I go there because I kind of like the food and I like the vibe. And I like the waffles. And whenever I go there, I always tip big because I know the people there aren't aren't killing it. You know, if the menu, you know, if you can buy a full blown meal for like four dollars and fifty cents, you got to figure that the employees aren't making a killing. So I was the only one there. I finished my like waffle and my scrambled eggs. And I asked for the check. I got the check. It was like four eighty-five or something. I paid the check, and then I went, "This is for you." And I handed my waitress a twenty-dollar bill, and I said, "What's the name of the, what's the name of the guy that cooked my waffle?" It was like Kevin or something. I, said, I called him. I said, "Kevin, 
Great job. This is for you. <laughs> and I give them each 20 bucks. So I paid 40 bucks in tips for a less than $5 meal. But here's the upside, man. You know, if you got a little extra money in your pocket and you can share, that's a good thing. And I got to tell you, their faces lit up. I mean, especially the, the girl, the girl who waited on me. She just, her eyes lit up, her whole face lit up. She was like, oh, my God. And then her friend came, one of the other waitresses came over, and she was like, see, I told you it's not too bad work in the morning shift. And she's like, oh, my God. She was like waving the 20. And I could tell the guy who cooked my waffle was like a little surprised and kind of didn't know what to do. But at the end of the day, it was like, you know, they probably have to serve like six tables to make 20 bucks. And there it was. Boom. And you know what? I got 20 bucks. I got 40 bucks worth out of it because I, I saw that smile on their face. That that tip generated some happiness for them. And there's so many reasons. I mean, they deserve it. They that you want to share, you want to do but but the that instant gratification of seeing people happy is a good thing. So David, yes, yes, we love hearing positive stories. We love we love it when people do positive things for each other. We love it when when full-grown business owners put their children to work and enslave them. Uh, wait, no, what? Whoa, 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 wait, what? No. Although I do find it funny that that you know, I think there are some laws against children working, even if it's a family business. I'm not sure. And I, I think this sounded really sweet and innocent and as a family donut shop. How much more innocent can it be? But you know there's probably someone out there going, oh, boy, I'm calling the ACLU or I'm calling uh, the union or I'm calling uh, – I'm, I'm hiring a sniper. You know, people overreact in so many ways. But this sounded sweet, innocent, charming, and, uh, and uh, we thank you. Thank you for sharing, David. We'll we'll end the story. We'll end the show on that upbeat uh, kind of vibe that you created here. Thank you for calling in. If any of you uh, other pavement pounders want to call in and leave a message, whether it be good or bad, uplifting or downbeat, I don't mind. Everything needs to be discussed, doesn't it? Three two three seven three nine forty three thirty. Three two three seven three nine forty three thirty. That number is on the website harlemwilliams.com. If you forget it, you can go to the website. And also there's a contact link there where you can write to me. So uh, if you don't want to leave a voicemail, you can write to me. Also, we have a store there. You can buy some fun things. You can also subscribe to our premium membership where uh, you get extra bonus material and you get access to the full library of every episode of the Harland Highway. Only if you're premium. And guess what? Speaking of 20 bucks, it's only 20 bucks a year. And who knows? I might take your 20 bucks and end up giving it to a Waffle House employee. How about that? How about that pay it forward action, gang? Hello. Um, also, don't forget to download our app. That is absolutely free. Just go into your app store, type in the Harlan Highway podcast. Boom, free. You get the latest 50 episodes of the Harland Highway. Free. Awesome. But like I said, if you want the whole catalog of every show we've ever done, 20 bucks. 
and it helps, uh, you know, it helps cover my costs here. So I appreciate all you guys who have joined the premium membership. And uh, I'll try and put some more uh, exclusive content up there for you guys very soon. And uh, there you go. There you go. Please tell your friends about the Harland Highway. Let's get everybody on board, man. And uh, let them have uh, part of the fun. Don't hog it all to yourself, man. And we'll leave it right there today. Watch out for uh, rabid raccoons. And um, if you do see one, take a picture of it. And you can put it in your iBook photo album. Uh Uh-huh. See how I brought everything back around full circle? That's right. All right, gang, thank you for being here, Pavement Pounders. I hope you had a great time. And until next time, chicken chow mein, baby. I wonder, you know what? I think I'll Facebook um, David and show him my new shoes on my phone. Well, this bear eats my throat. <laughs>